The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. Welcome to Truth and Love Radio. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian, and we're glad you can join us today. I'm going to be talking on the program today, uh, picking up where we left off on our last show, talking about um, the left's argument uh, and, and a recent report that was covered uh, by uh, Raymond Ibrahim uh, from the left, from a Pew Research uh, study uh, showing apparently the left is very, very concerned about Muslim persecution and 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 the and the plight of Muslims to the point where they believe most on the left, most liberals, most Democrats, uh, and most women and young people, according to the study, they believe that the the treatment or the mistreatment of Muslims in America is far worse, far worse than the plight of Christians worldwide. Now, as I covered on the program last time, I think this is absolute nonsense. This is absolute propaganda. This is the the part of the narrative. But the sad thing, folks, mark these words based on my experience of traveling around this nation and seeing what's going on in the churches and seeing what is going on with all this interfaith dialogue nonsense that's happening, which, again, we are we are we are uh, the majority of my travel schedule uh, coming up uh, in the in the spring, which is on our tillproject.com website under events, our events calendar. The, the, The majority of my talks is going to be talking on the issue of of this Trojan horse of interfaith dialogue and part of that narrative that 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 the Muslim Brotherhood is using these leftist churches to promote these liberal churches is the fact that Muslims are persecuted, mistreated, uh, mishandled, must be protected, uh, and, and they're using Christians uh, and, and the media and the government to, to, to protect them, to give them political and spiritual cover. Yet the same churches seem to care less or maybe nothing about the plight of Christians worldwide. And that's what we got to bring light to. I I, want to bring light and exposure as Christians, as believers. We must care about our brothers and sisters. We must care about those in prison. We must care about those who have been persecuted for the sake of their faith. And, And as I mentioned, according to Open Doors USA, 215 million Christians, as we speak, are sitting in uh, persecuted environments around the world, particularly in the Middle East and in North Africa. Uh, It is a growing number in Europe, and I think it's going to be a growing number here in North America. At the same time, according to the Center for the Study of Global Christianity, as I mentioned on the program last time, we are looking at potentially a 90,000 death a year statistic. That means 90,000 Christians martyred per year for their faith in Jesus Christ uh, because of war, because of persecution, uh, because of being targeted, on and on and on. And they have very, if if you were to click on that link, the Fox News article link that I I will include in the notes page on our website here, folks, uh, check it out. Check the links. I put those there so you can do your homework. Don't just take my words for it. Go dig it yourself. But, But, folks, the links are there. And, and according to the links, the Center for uh, Study of Global Christianity, they, they have, they have uh, a very strict criteria. Uh, their criteria 
is based on, let me go here, one, two, three, four, five specific things. For them to count as Christian martyrs, they have to be believers in Christ. They have to have lost their lives. They have to have lost their lives prematurely. They have to be in situations where they are being witnesses for Christ, and they lost their life as a result of human hostility. In order for them to be counted in that list, they have to meet those five criteria. And according to them, they're estimating that there are 90,000 martyrs annually um, for Christ globally. Globally. If this is true, and if the numbers that I said to you from 2005 to 2017, if, if you look at that average, that means that we're seeing over 1.1 million Christians martyred, the worst genocide numerically happening um, within this, this span of period, this span of time, perhaps since the beginning of the church, uh, numerically speaking. So, again, we're going to contrast that with this narrative that Muslims are being persecuted. So I'm going to go back to the article. Uh, the article, again, was titled Democratic Dementia. Americans, quote, mistreat Muslims more than Muslims mistreat Christians. The Twisted and Delusional World of Millions of American Leftist Voters by Ray, Raymond Ibrahim. A very good article. So uh, he, he is titling it Democrat Dementia because of the left's uh, obsession, obsession with the mistreatment of Muslims. And, and, and the reason they have the obsession is because they are so stupid and so foolish that they have allowed themselves to be influenced by the peddlers of this lie, which is the Muslim brother, which is care. It's their whole MO for getting sympathy. Let's go back to the study. So, as I mentioned, according to this November 2017 P report, they say back in 2016 there were 127 reported Muslim victims of aggravated or simple assaults. Okay, We're going to define aggravated assault versus a simple assault. Aggravated assault means that there had to be use of bodily force. There had to be maybe a weapon involved. A simple assault can uh, does not have to have those elements involved, uh, meaning it could be even verbal, a verbal assault. They could... Uh, potentially count as um, uh, an assault because if it was a verbal threat, okay? Aggravated means there had to be threat of bodily force and there had to be obviously uh, risk to life and potentially a knife, a gun, some instrument that would would, uh, elevate it from a misdemeanor assault to a felony assault. Okay, now, as I mentioned... As I mentioned, according uh, to previous decades and according to Raymond Ibrahim, the assaults on Muslims average about 50 a year, 50 a year in America. Now, again, I said last time, I'm going to say it again, be very clear. I'm not condoning any assault on any Muslim. Um, As believers, we need to love our enemies. We need to pray for our enemies, pray for those who persecute us. Islam Islam, not an individual Muslim per se, but Islam is an enemy of Christianity. Okay, I, uh, again, if you listen to these programs, you know that is just fact. And I've cited that over and over and over again from Islamic texts that Islam is an enemy of Christianity. And the Apostle Paul speaks of in Colossians about an ideology that is an enemy of the cross. Okay, you can't get much more of an enemy of the cross than denying that the cross ever happened. Islam denies 
in Surah chapter 4, 157, that the crucifixion never even happened. How, how much more of an enemy of a cross can you become if you deny the cruci- crucifixion never happened and you believe that Christians are mortally wrong and are going to hell if they don't become Muslims? So uh, the, the the bottom line is we don't condone any violence against Muslims. We want to love our enemies. We want to share Christ with them. We want to share the gospel with them. But Islam is is an enemy. But with that fact, 50, an average of 50, 50 compared to how many? 215 million. 215 million that are under persecution and and 90,000 murdered. 50 assaults, 90,000 murders. Is, is there any equivalence? Is there any equivalence? Is 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 the is the liberal left including these liberal churches are they so delusional are they so dishonest that they can't even look at facts anymore they can't look at truth anymore they have to be able to come up with some sort of a concocted uh, study to be able to prove their point now here's what we hear again what what I left off on the program last time the fact is that 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 it has been shown that many of these quote anti-muslim hate crimes are later found to have been fabricated or grossly exaggerated. And the Pew Report conflates, quote, assaults with simple assaults, even though the latter, the simple assaults, as I said, does not involve physical contact with the victim. It's a verbal threat. So if I go up to someone and say, I don't like you and I'm going to do something to you, um, that's a that's a simple assault. It could be a simple assault because I've threatened you. I've threatened you with some sort of bodily harm. But it doesn't actually involve the physical harm. I, I didn't push you. I didn't shove you. I didn't punch you. I didn't uh, trip you. I didn't throw acid in your face. I didn't uh, burn you. I didn't uh, crucify you. I didn't, uh, you know, stab you, shoot you. I didn't blow you up. Those are assaults or, or, or leading to murder, attempted murder. So the Pew Report is completely um, uh, dishonest, I think. Uh, it, it has a narrative. If you go into a, a study with, with a predetermined narrative, then, you, then you're going to make stuff up. And here's the other big difference. Not only... Are, are many of these assaults not physical bodily assaults? And many have been shown to be fabrications. The big difference is Muslims, according to Ray, Raymond Ibrahim, and I think it's a great point, Muslims in America do not experience institutionalized persecution, meaning the persecution is not at the hands of the government, authorities, and police. Yet we know, fact, that Christians under Islamic rule, are under persecution from Islamic governments. How do I know that? Just take a look at my birth country of Iran. The Islamic government has blasphemy laws, apostasy laws. Uh, There are over 100 Christians in in prison right now in Iran for their Christian faith. Pastors have been killed, tortured um, by the hands of the government. Are you seeing the United States government systematically hunt down and persecute, arrest, 
kill Muslims just because they're Muslim? No. In fact, we see the opposite. Now, again, I'm not talking about legitimate uh, investigations of terrorism or jihadism. So there is no institutionalized persecution of Muslims in America. And that's what's so ironic. Muslim persecution of Christians is religiously motivated and built on Islamic doctrines that portray non-Muslims as subhuman chattel, according to Raymond Ibrahim. And I completely agree with him. And that's what the quote, he says, goes on to say, and that's what the quote, assaults and simple assaults on Muslims are generally motivated by, or rather in response to. Americans knowing and disliking what Muslims are about. So if someone in America says something derogatory to a Muslim, again, not that not that he's excusing it or I'm excusing it, but his point is there are times where you're angry, you're going to say things because we're witnessing what, what, what is happening worldwide at the hands of Islam. There is a an, an anger, a frustration, a frustration. In fact, the opposite is true, that our government is, is, is perhaps complicit in doing nothing, in, in burying the evidence. Just like what happened to Brandon House and I in Sioux Falls, South Dakota last year, where a heavily armed Muslim man threatened our conference with 1,200 rounds of ammo and five different weapons, including two long rifles, an AR-50 and AK-47, and police in South Dakota said he did nothing wrong and simply exercised his First and Second Amendment right. It was not until the Attorney General of the state of South Dakota issued an arrest warrant after day 12 when we went public and the story went viral. It was covered by Breitbart and Jihad Watch and Pamela Geller and, and Fox News and, and uh, the Daily Caller in the UK and the Israeli Times. It was not until it went global that the Attorney General of the state of South Dakota finally issued an arrest warrant. And the guy was arrested and charged subsequently, found to be on drugs, and, and, and fortunately pled guilty to felony charges, which means that he no longer can have firearms. So perhaps we, we spared not only us but others of bloodshed, as we've seen time and time again in our country where the FBI uh, finds out about these jihadis uh, or like the mentally unstable guy in Florida at the school shooting and, and says, oh, well, there was nothing we could do. Nothing we could do or nothing you want to do because you're buying in the narrative that Muslims are so persecuted. And so that's the difference. That's the difference. Muslims are motivated by religion. Muslims are motivated by doctrine. And if there's some Americans that are frustrated about that, that's why you're, you're seeing perhaps some of these assaults, perhaps some of these simple assaults. The bottom line is, he goes on to say, let me finish the article here. Nonetheless, he goes on to say, and as usual, all these actual facts have little to do with what a significantly large segment of the American voting population, mostly liberal Democrats and majority under 40 and female, believe. Doesn't matter what facts, you, he's saying, doesn't matter what facts you put before them, right? Doesn't matter. They, they're gonna, they have a narrative, they're going to believe it. He goes on to say why they are so misinformed becomes apparent when one understands that liberal media is dedicated to the main, maintaining liberal narratives at all costs. In this case, that Christians are always the aggressors, Muslims always the misunderstood, misunderstood victims. Boy, that is so true. I think that is, that is right on. Thus, thus, he goes on to say, when journalist Shannon Bream recently announced a forthcoming segment 
on the growth of Christian persecution around the world. ABC's Matthew Dow tweeted, maybe, quote, maybe you can talk about the bigger problem, which is persecution of Muslims in America and around the around the globe. Bigger issue, he quote, end quote. Really? Really, Mr. Dowd? That's the bigger issue? No, the truly bigger issue is that millions of Americans are being deluded by the media, by the Muslim Brotherhood, by the left, by the, by the way, by our universities and schools that Muslims are so heavily persecuted. They're the victims. Christians are mean. Christians are the, per, uh, the aggressors. And the furthest thing could not, it's, it's the furthest thing from the truth because the facts bear out. In fact, I want to go to the list of the nations. Let's go to the list of the nations according to Open Doors USA. Uh, and, and again, we'll put the we'll put the the link there. Here's a list of the top fifty countries that are persecuting Muslims. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, persecuting Christians around the world. Top fifty countries persecuting Christians. Let's look at the list. You be the judge, okay? Number one, North Korea. By the way, uh, the Open Doors gives them a a rating out of a hundred, meaning the higher that rate the number is the more they are um, evil towards the persecution of Christians. So uh, North Korea gets a 94 out of 100. Number two, Afghanistan gets a 93 out of 100. Number three, Somalia, 91 out of 100. All of these 140, 150, 160,000 Somalis that are in America, the majority in Minneapolis, and, and also there's a whole, whole bunch in, uh, in in south of Seattle, uh, Washington, um, they're here and they claim they're victims and they're persecuted. Yet in their country, they're the they're the third worst persecutor of Christians in the world. Sudan, number four, eighty-seven out of a hundred. By the way, I'm going to point out in a minute the Muslim countries: Pakistan, eighty-six out of a hundred. Number six, Eritrea, eighty-six out of a hundred. Number seven, Lib- Libya, eighty-six out of a hundred. Number eight, Iraq, eighty-six out of a hundred. Number nine, Yemen, eighty-five hundred out of a hundred. Number ten, Iran. 85 out of 100. Number 11, India, 81 out of 100. Number 12, Saudi Arabia, 79 out of 100. Number 13, Maldives. Number 14, Nigeria. Number 15, Syria. Number 16, Uzbekistan. Number 17, Egypt. Then 18, Vietnam. 19, Turkmenistan. Laos. Then Jordan. Tajikistan. Malaysia. Myanmar. Nepal. Brunei. Qatar. Kazakhstan. Ethiopia. Tunisia. Turkey. Kenya, I can go on and on, folks. Again, 38 out of the top 50 are Muslim countries, 14 out of the top 15. So Afghanistan, Somalia, Sudan, Pakistan, Eritrea, Libya, Iraq, Yemen, Iran. Now, India, the reason they're on that list, they – so let's say this. They they are not true. They are not a Muslim-majority country, yet India technically has – the most number of Muslims in the world, more than Indonesia. Why? Because of their population. When you have 1.3 billion people and something like close to 30% is, is, is Muslim, do the math, right? Do the math. That's over 400 million Muslims if, that, if we're close to our numbers. So they are the most heavily populated Muslim country in the world, even though um, they are not an Islamic country. Okay, but other than that, the rest are Saudi, Maldives, Nigeria, Syria, even 16 and 17, Uzbekistan and Egypt. So if you go to top 17, 15 out of the top 17, if you were to take out India, are Islamic. 
So I'm sorry, ABC dude, Mr. Dowd. You think the bigger issue is Muslim persecution in America and around the globe? Where are your facts? Where are your numbers? Are liberals so empty and shallow that they can't even back up what, what, their, what, what their, their narrative is? It is nonsense. This is garbage that is being peddled uh, by the by the left. And, and again, my biggest frustration is with the liberal churches that are buying and peddling this, this lie. By the way, you remember when I talked about fake events? There is another article by Front Page. I'll link that by Daniel Greenfield, February of this year, 2018. It's titled Fact Checking. The New Islamophobia Inflation Hoax Report. So this is what he is going to say because there are those who are perpetrating. For example, there was a Muslim college student named Yasmin Sawaid who claimed that Trump supporters had tried to tear off her hijab on a New York subway and shouted, look, it's a blank with the word letter F, terrorist, quote, go back to your country. Quote, the pleasant, the, uh, she complained the president-elect just promotes this stuff and is very anti-Muslim, very Islamophobic, and he's just condoning it, she complained. Well, guess what? According to uh, the police, it was all a lie. Yasmin was later charged with filing a false police report on December 2016. On September 2017, she pled guilty to falsely reporting an incident and disorderly conduct. So an, Islamio- an Islamophobia hoax, by the way, didn't get much attention. Did you guys hear the media? Can you imagine if a Christian had made up this kind of hoax? If a Christian had claimed that, you know, the cross was ripped off their their, their neck or or they were spat upon and, and, and you know, uh, or as we see churches being attacked and Christians murdered here in America in their churches. Um, do, do you see the media covering any of that to, to the extent that it should? No. Did the media cover this 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 girl lying? No. And that's the problem. If the media can't hold anything to account, then they are fake news. And they shouldn't be listened to. Again, I'll say it one more time. The problem is the church. The problem are the churches that buy this stuff. So he goes on to say an Islamophobia hoax doesn't get any more discredited than the Suede case. Meaning you can't get any worse and, and, and any blatant of a lie than this. But Islamophobia hoaxes, he goes on to say, never die. They're rolled into hate crime statistics and reports even when they are completely false. Quote, reported anti-Muslim hate incidents rhetoric rose in year after election, report finds. NBC News claims. Like The Nation, Think Progress, and a variety of other sites, it's touting a report by South Asian Americans leading together or SALT. The SALT report, Communities on Fire, fits into an annual media tradition. Every year, fake statistics are used to inflate the Islamophobia threat, Daniel Greenfield goes on to say. And the media reports every year that Islamophobia is getting worse. The statistical gimmicks of Islamophobia inflation vary from the clever to the terrible. Oh, he's going to list our favorite group. Daniel says, the Southern Poverty Law Center hit a new low when it claimed that the number of anti-Muslim hate groups increased almost threefold in 2016 by counting 
by counting 45 chapters of Act for America as separate organizations after counting them as one in 2015. So in 2015, they counted Act for America once. In 2016, they counted them 45 times. Remember, they also added our ministry to that list along here in Washington State, along with Act for America and seven, seven neo-Nazi and skinhead groups, KKK neo-Nazi white supremacist groups that are that are uh, tied to to that. Another report documented a 66% increase when six cases increased to 10. So they don't say six cases became 10. They say it increased 66%. But the SALT reports listing of discredited hoaxes is even more outrageous. Even though the report was issued now, its list of incidents includes the Saweed case, meaning they haven't removed the Saweed case. Quote, Three drunk white men, this is what the report says, three drunk white men reportedly screamed Donald Trump and hurled anti-Muslim slurs at a a Muslim Baruch college student, Yasmin Sawood, before trying to rip her her job off on an east side subway. So even though this was proven to be a hoax, folks, even though the police have charged this girl with filing a false report and disorderly conduct, this salt is using that story to bolster their so-called Islamophobia list. Now, in the article, there are there are other stories where um, it's really it's a good article, folks. Where it lists other um, hoax stories that police uh, investigated and found out that it was uh, fake. Uh, Anti-Muslim message was spray painted on a residence hall at Belot College campus. That was proven. Um, to be fake because the student confessed to having vandalized his own door with anti-Muslim graffiti. <laughs> he was arrested and charged with criminal charges. Two men, another story, two men confronted a San Diego, San Diego State University student wearing a job in a parking structure, made comments about President-elect Donald Trump and the Muslim community, and then took her purse and backpack. The men also took the student's car keys and ran off according to SALT. The car turned out, but the real fact is the car turned out not to be stolen. No evidence of the attack was found, and the student refused to cooperate with police. So read this story by Daniel Greenfield in front page. It shows you the narrative. Many of these Muslim incidents are hoax. They're false. So not only is their numbers way lower than, than, than the millions of Christians that are being persecuted and the thousands that have been murdered per year, but many of these so-called incidents are either not what they were supposed to be, meaning simple assaults versus aggravated assaults, or they're lies altogether. And and that's why, again, as I said, this is a very powerful article by Daniel um, Greenfield. So, again, that's why we cover these shows, because so, so that as believers we do not fall for the lies. We must speak the truth in love. Not fall for lies, not fall for false for false teaching, for deception, for trickery. Ephesians 4, verse 15. Read that chapter, folks, please, so that we as believers do not get subject to emotional arguments and fall for this nonsense. The truth is we must pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters, stand for them, lift up their causes. We must also pray for 
are enemies, and Islam is an enemy, and we must pray for these Muslims and share the gospel boldly with them. Love them to Christ with the gospel. Don't hate them. Love them with the gospel, but don't buy this nonsense. I pray this has been helpful. God bless you. We'll see you on the program next time. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.